Evening Edition is brought to you this week by OnePager, helping you build a beautiful single-page website for your small business. OnePager offers an easy-to-use website builder, integrating everything your business needs and nothing more. The one-page design gives your visitors the information they need about your business as quickly as possible. It's search engine optimized, mobile-friendly, and their selection of beautiful themes means your site will look like it was done by a pro. Pay nothing until you're happy with your website, then paid plans begin at just $8 per month. To get started, visit onepagerapp.com evening. Welcome to Evening Edition for Friday, July 19th. Here are some of today's headlines. Detroit becomes the largest U.S. city to declare bankruptcy, and the unions are not happy about it. Islamist protesters pour into Egypt's streets, demanding the reinstatement of ex-president Mohamed Morsi. Lawyers for California prison inmates on hunger strike claim that guards are retaliating. In the wake of the Zimmerman verdict, President Obama speaks out about race in America. And children in a remote Australian village have invented their own language. Yesterday, Detroit became the largest U.S. municipality to file for bankruptcy protection, and creditors and unions aren't happy about it. Union leaders say the city rushed to file papers in court, without negotiating. City employees have already offered large concessions, and now unions fear that restructured pensions and cuts to benefits will further penalize workers and retirees. The city owes more than $18 billion, and it's seen its population steadily decline from 1.8 million in 1950 to just 700,000 today. The city has tens of thousands of abandoned buildings. Because of the bankruptcy filing, Detroit residents will only get the most basic city services for some time, but there are no immediate plans for either furloughs or work stoppages. In Egypt, supporters of ousted President Mohamed Morsi again flooded the streets today, demanding the ex-leader's reinstatement. The military showed its strength after noon prayers, flying fighter jets over Alexandria and Cairo. Army helicopters circled low over houses, trailing Egyptian flags. The military has warned it will crack down on violent protesters, but Islamist demonstrators aren't backing down. They insist they were the victims of one of the largest massacres since Osni Mubarak was removed from power two years ago. Earlier this month, the army opened fire on pro-Morsi demonstrators, killing 51. In addition, Morsi opponents are also staging their own rally for today in Tahrir Square. Hundreds of inmates in California prisons are refusing food for the 12th day in a row, and lawyers and family members claim that prison guards are retaliating by blasting cold air into the cells, confiscating legal documents, and even barring lawyers from meeting with their clients. The California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation denies the claims and says that the temperature is kept at a comfortable 72 degrees. Prisoners across 33 facilities started their hunger strike July 3rd to call attention to a list of complaints, including the extreme isolation of small, windowless cells referred to as secure housing units. Prisoners are kept in the cells sometimes for years, but prison officials say they're necessary for separating members of rival gangs. 
President Obama has spoken out about race in America for the first time since a jury in Florida acquitted George Zimmerman last weekend. Zimmerman had been charged with second-degree murder for shooting unarmed black teenager Trayvon Martin. His acquittal has sparked protests across the country. Obama said he could have been Trayvon Martin 35 years ago. And he said, quote, There are very few African-American men in this country who haven't had the experience of being followed. That includes me, end quote. Obama raised questions about Florida's stand-your-ground law and said that his staff is researching policy options. And finally, children in a remote village in northern Australia have invented a new language. It's neither a dialect nor a mixture of languages, though it does use bits of the local Aboriginal language and English. It has its own grammatical rules, and it's only spoken by people under the age of 35. The language is called Walpiri Rumpaku, or Light Walpiri, and it's a version of a language spoken by thousands of native Australians. Only 350 people speak it as their mother tongue. The area where the language was born is relatively isolated. There are no paved roads, and the nearest villages are several hundred miles away. There's only one store in the area, stocked with supplies, trucked in every week. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Caitlin Esch, Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara Mendonza, and Celine Muzon. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode, or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, and Paris at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us. 